Thank you for listening to the Faith Free Lutheran Sermon Archive. Today's sermon for the second Wednesday in Advent is preached by Pastor Jason Goodham. If you have questions or comments about tonight's sermon, please call the church office at 612-824-5527 or visit our website, faithfreelutheran-aflc.org. Now let's join in and hear what God has to say to us today. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I would at this time invite you to stand as I read the epistle lesson selected for this evening. The sermon text is taken from Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 17, and can be found on page 1760 of your pew Bible, reading in Jesus' name. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved." How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Heavenly Father, these are your words and your word is truth. We pray that this evening you would sanctify us in the truth, that you would convict us of sin in our lives where that is necessary, and that you would comfort and encourage us with the promises of your gospel. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. One of the reasons, and, and I would uh, state here one of the very, very, very many reasons I was not a good athlete in high school, is that I really never could take the need for extreme intensity seriously. And this especially applied to conditioning drills at the early part of the season in basketball. Uh, in basketball season, you, you, you spent, by and large, the first two or three weeks of the season just running. You would run in the beginning of practice, you'd run in the middle of practice, you would run at the end of practice, and then you would try to scrape yourself off the court and go home and sleep and do it all again the next day. And so my very, very intense basketball coach in high school would get after us because he knew we were not the most talented group in the world and we certainly weren't the tallest group in the world as by 10th grade I was the tallest kid in my school minus one person. So we didn't have a lot going for us, but he was convinced that if we were in the best shape of any team in the state, we would be just fine. And so he ran us, and he ran us, and he ran us, and at the end of practice, which was the very worst of all of the conditioning drills, he would yell at us, run like you mean it. And I would pause, and I would think to myself, that my reward for all of this was a seat at the end of the bench and five minutes in a game where we were being blown out or on the off chance we were blowing someone else out. And I thought to myself quite frequently on those dark wintry days in North Dakota, I don't really mean it. It doesn't really matter that much to me. 
And so it's probably one of the reasons why I never rose the ranks of my friends and, and got any serious playing time in high school. But it's that idea of sincerity that we so often import into our Christian faith. Not as a pick-me-up pep talk. No one is getting after you. Even in the worst spots of Christianity, no one's really getting after you. Pray like you mean it. Not, not like that. But we're concerned about it ourselves. And I know this because I myself and many people who have talked to me as pastor communicate to me that we think our lack of sincerity disqualifies us. We, we're very concerned about sincerely reading our Bibles. We're very concerned about sincerely confessing our sins. And if we leave just enough room for doubt, we eliminate ourselves from God's goodness and His grace and His provision. And that sort of idea of the sincerity gap is where we as Christians intersect with Paul's message from Romans 10 tonight and with our Advent theme of confession and absolution. And so there are only two parts of Romans 10 that I want to look at tonight. And I could preach on and on and on and on on Romans 10, and you know that. But what we're going to look at tonight in Romans 10 is one, the simplicity of our faith, and two, the importance of the word to our faith. So first, the simplicity of our faith. Now, there are two surprisingly direct assertions that Paul makes about our faith in this epistle lesson. He says this, first, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And second, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's it. It's almost astounding how we tend to overcomplicate things when it comes to our salvation. But in the end, and especially according to God's word, it simply all comes down to the completed work of Jesus Christ on the cross. We confess Jesus as Lord... And with the help of Martin Luther in the large catechism, we learn that the word Lord means Redeemer. And we believe that God raised him from the dead. That is, we believe that God's work of redemption for us has been completed. That's it. So what does this have to do with repentance and confessing our sins? That's where Paul's second assertion comes into play. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now last week I told you all to remember, uh, ad nauseum if necessary, the two parts of repentance. Contrition and faith. Contrition and faith. Contrition and faith. And so, this is where faith comes in. Why do we call on the name of the Lord? Because we recognize our need for salvation and because we recognize the reality of our sin. And from there, it's really that simple. When it comes to our salvation and when it comes to confessing our sins, we acknowledge our need for salvation. We confess that God what has, do, has done what is necessary to save us and that's it. 
We don't need to remember and articulate every sin we've ever committed because that's impossible. We can't do it. And we don't need a correct and detailed, articulate, systematic theology, as much as that pains me to say as a systematics guy. It's not necessary for salvation. And again, here, I'll stop and I'll qualify, there's nothing wrong with good doctrine. But we do overcomplicate things with it at times. We simply come to God in need of mercy, and he has mercy on us. That's the content and movement of our Christian faith, which leads us to the importance of the word of God to our faith. Faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. That's as simple and straightforward as it gets. It is entirely important as we consider the first part of the epistle lesson. Again, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The the implicit question here is, why? Why would anyone do that? Why would we confess with our mouths our need to be saved? It's really a striking question when you stop and think about it. If God is really who we say he is, the almighty, all-powerful, sovereign creator of the universe, and again, in saying that, we don't even come close to describing who God is, why would we ever acknowledge our sins before God? Why would we confess? Why would we admit that we failed that we've transgressed his law, that we are deserving of death, why would we do it? The answer, of course, is because we believe. We believe that God is merciful. And we believe that he's merciful because he's told us that he's merciful in his word. He says it outright to us over and over and over again in his word. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. God is constantly declaring to us his mercy. He's constantly sending us preachers to make sure we don't miss it. It's the one part of his word that we cannot lose. It's why those fans in the end zone at the Super Bowl holding up John 3.16, they're all right by me. Because if you distill the Bible down to one verse, we want to hear that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. We need to hear it. And God speaks it to us. We are so prone to overcomplicating our faith. And our obsession with sincerity is no exception. If you've ever wondered if you're sincere enough when you confess your sins, if you ever worry that you go through the confession of sin in the worship service just from rote memory, if you ever wonder if you have the proper motivation behind your confession, or if you're just doing it to avoid punishment, if you've ever even tried to bargain with God, 
or if you're ever wondered if you believe enough or if some part of your faith is deficient and God will disqualify you because of that. The answer here in Romans 10 and really all over the Bible is fear not. God has given you his word and God has made the content of that word in regard to your salvation incredibly simple and incredibly straightforward. Because in his word, God will not deceive you. He will be honest with you about your sin. He tells you in his word that your sin is ugly, that your sin is a bigger problem than you can ever know, that your sin deserves death. But he's also honest with you about your salvation. Jesus has died for your sins. He has risen again to conquer sin, death, and the devil. And he did this for you and in your place. And at the end of it all, he uttered three simple words that seal the deal. It is finished. No more is necessary. No additives. Nothing. And as you hear his word, God simply wants you to come to him, to cry out to him, to confess your sins, and to confess that Jesus is your Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead. So there is a glorious simplicity to God's word, and there is a glorious simplicity to your faith. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Amen. And now, may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.